on the guys we fuck. The anti slut shaming podcast. Yo, you haven't said I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. What up, fuckers? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fuck. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. All right. If you haven't done so already, you're going to want to head over to YouTube.com slash Guys We Fucked without the U and fucked. It is pinned <gasps> uh, it is pinned it was pinned yeah. right yeah the yeah. whole time i knew it was okay. pinned. i was like come on <laughs> i was like any so someone claimed it wasn't pinned. no shade to that person they were looking out for us yeah but i was it. just like the amount of hours she, i put into posting yeah. this perfectly on youtube yeah i was like i mean this was 101 to pin it right it was pinned before it even premiered right you probably I, thought of it before we, we, we took the call to find out the venue where we wanted to well film. the trailer was <laughs> the trailer was pinned and then as soon ah. as we had the premiere set the premiere that was, was pinned, pinned. so okay. i just wanted to make sure but anyway head over to youtube.com slash guys we fucked watch the special uh in its entirety um just keep to, it keep it on mute while you're home i mean you know <laughs> we just really but also share it please share it with people um but share it during a time where they can actually watch it on their TV because it's on YouTube, but you could still everybody got smart TV these days um, because we really we worked our butts off and it's really fucking good. And the more I read the feedback, I'm like, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, right. I'll tell you what, all the girls in my DMs, oh, they loved it. Jesus wow. Christ. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. Um, and also just a note, um, because my mom was unclear about this, uh, <laughs> the way the YouTube algorithm works, if you go, you watch it in its entirety and then you go back and you watch like just the beginning, that's actually not helping us because the algorithm uh some part of what it reads is how far into something someone gets oh you know what i'm gonna have it on now so don't just watch like a (laughs) piece of it continuously that my mom was like fuck and i was like don't i don't i was like don't worry mom i don't think you personally skewed the algorithm we are fine but i know some people if you think that's helpful it's it's not um so yeah and then just leave a comment like it uh subscribe to our channel all those things are super super helpful and yeah posting your instagram stories or you know anything like that is great and thanks we appreciate for all the comments it. guys this is awesome yeah absolutely uh and then if you want to email us it's sorry about last night show at gmail.com of course uh luminary subscribers as a reminder get episodes a week in advance you get 20 ep- uh, bonus episodes a year and you yes. get ad free listening and you get our uh, un unwilling i don't the word our, our unwavering support and affection I was like, because yeah. we like you better and also uh for these bonus episodes a lot of them are going to be just corinne and i reading emails that you guys have sent us because we have hundreds of thousands so we'll never run out and shooting the shit shooting the shit and and talking about our more personal stuff on those bonus episodes um because it's it's a more niche audience so i feel safer to talk about what's happening with my butthole yeah because make no mistake i mean the 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 public is still toxic that hasn't changed in the past two years it never will yeah and it never will thank you you are right mike Uh, that's why Mike and I are on the same page. We're like, yeah, people don't change. And, and and life is actually sad and hard. That's why history yeah. exists. Because yeah. we actually keep doing the same thing over and over that's and over That's a really good again. point, I Mike. I know. And then we freaking forget. <laughs> yeah. We get amnesia. It's a like, really wait. good point. Um, so this subject line is, am I a dumb bitch for wanting to move half a world away from my perfect boyfriend? Oh, that's, from? That sounds like a oh, great plan today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's not perfect. Uh, I've been listening. To, <laughs> we just know he's not. Like, I've been listening to Yeah, him. she's right. Right. I mean, there's no way. There's no, because no one is. 
Yeah. I've been listening to Guys We Fucked since I was 19, so I feel like you two raised me to be less of a dumb bitch. Yay. I'm 24 now, and thank you for being sex positive, honest, and hilarious. Thanks, girl. Thanks for sticking with us. Long story short, I moved to Prague from California cool. in 2019 and had no plans of staying for more than a year until COVID hit, and it became more difficult to travel and have the experiences I moved abroad for. I kept postponing moving back to the States, but I applied to graduate school this past fall, and I'm awaiting results. Fingers Ooh, crossed. Yay. Uh, a year ago, I met a Czech man who is simply the best boyfriend I've ever had. Oh, he's not American, so he might be perfect. Yeah, I know I'm young, but he is the first person to make me feel like I'm a in a real adult relationship. Well, mm-hmm. that that just no. I mean, not to press fast forward, but there is always one boyfriend who will be that boyfriend, and that doesn't make him perfect. <laughs> just I remember that it just boyfriend makes him monumental. Oh yeah, it makes sense that you're 24 though, because it's to experience that for the first time. You're like, oh right. wow, and then you realize oh, you can get that with other people too. Wait, until you're actually an adult. Yeah, that'll be so. <laughs> your fun. brain isn't fully developed until you're uh, until you're 25, 25. and then uh, your personality is pretty much solidified by the time you're 35. That's what my psychologist told me. It takes that long. Mine's mm-hmm. been the same since I was six. Um, he is considerate, of, and then you go. You were a six-year-old cunt. My answer: Yes, um, obviously. And then your I saw autobiography. you do look like a, I was you, a six-year-old cunt. You do look like a cunt in your childhood photos. I yeah. will say. There's pictures like of me giving, giving. You're going. You're giving looks. Yeah. There's a picture of me giving the Easter Bunny stank eye. Um, he is. He is considerate of my. I just thought that's because you were Jewish, but no, it's because you're a cunt. No. Yeah. No. I was. Nice. I was raised in a in a two religion household, so I wasn't like anti-christian uh he is considerate of my feelings constantly validates me oh sounds like an enabler um and all my friends love him telling me how lucky i am to have found a guy like him Mm, i wouldn't say that to a friend that found a good guy yeah don't trust your friends they're usually gonna be wrong um here's the pro so here's the problem if i don't get into graduate school i don't know how i can justify moving home i feel too young to have only have had one significant relationship you're correct and I know if I stay here, we will likely be together for the long haul. That's in your head. Uh, also, my mother would kill me for permanently moving to the Czech Republic. Well, your mom's not you, so that's good news. Yeah. Is it selfish to break up with someone you love deeply just because you feel like there's more to life no, to girl, experience? Girl, that's your soul going, hey, listen to me. Yeah. Yeah, that, girl, that is not selfish. That's usually like the, the reason. Yeah, that's like the main reason that's to a, break up with someone. That is the most beautiful reason to break up with somebody. That is beautiful. Do you understand me? They write books about this. Do if, it. If it's another reason, then things have gone too far and you're, you know, probably getting fucked over. Yeah, well, we have <laughs> raised you well. Um, he's brought up moving with me to the States, but Ooh. I want the freedom to go alone. Yeah, you don't yeah, want to be with him anymore. This is your gut telling you what to do. Yeah, you want the freedom to go alone, even though I can't imagine not being with him. Eh, think harder. Um <laughs> Think outside of your narrow box in your head. Yeah, we've made we've made spaceships out of refrigerator boxes. You can do it. Um, <laughs> that's a clip. Can you can you do the timestamp thing, yeah, Mike? Sure Thanks. That's I really can. funny. This is a good one. It's the weirdest feeling because sometimes I can envision a future with him, and other times, I mean, I also envisioned a future with Dane Cook, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, and I envisioned a future with Tom Cruise. Okay, so shit changes because we evolve, and he likes dick. Um, yeah, and Scientology. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad one. Double whammy. Yeah. Christina could deal with dick. Yo, as a Scientology. That was oh, I'm problem. open. You want to fuck a dude in front of me? I'll watch it. And I'll have my vibrator. <laughs> I can envision a future with him, and other times the thought of being with him forever makes me physically sick. <laughs> Put Girl, that in a Hallmark card. Eugenie was perfect in the fucking subject. Line. 
<laughs> no, you just feel guilty for wanting more from uh, out of your own life. That's yeah. what it is. Listen, and listen, Takes one to no one, baby girl. I'm very pro living in another country, but I got to be honest, Czech Republic isn't on that list. <laughs> Never. Not, no. No chance, Whoa. man. And I would love to go Why? to Prague. Prague is a wonderful city for filmmaking. Okay. Um, it was actually a place that I considered going to study ab- abroad when I was in film school. I don't mean to brag, but I just purchased a globe. Yo, I know where the Czech Republic is. It's like closer to all those other European countries. I didn't realize that. So it's kind of central. Yeah, well, it's near. It like, is you a could, European you country. Could, you, well, well, yeah, but there's Europe and then there's like Eastern Europe, where, yeah, like Romania, right. where it's I've like, been. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But, it's, it, you know, it's not that far from Italy yeah. that I thought. I would have guessed it would have been a lot further. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not that. I mean, how much Romania is like, what is it? Uh, is it 11 hours to France? And I don't I don't remember the plane ride. But yeah, it's not it's not crazy. Um, this is probably all sounds so silly. So feel free to roast me. We already oh, did that. Oh, don't worry, girl. We, will. <laughs> we love you. We already did that. <laughs> but I'm curious if either one of you has felt this way before. Yeah, a thousand times. All, every time. Every time Every you go, single time. You're is like, this oh, the one? No. And then you're Am like, Am I going to be handcuffed to this guy for the rest of my fucking life? And then you're like, being jackhammered in a studio bedroom and you go, I don't think it's the one. I gotta be honest. I don't think this is the one. So you know, you did the right thing. You emailed, you emailed us. Thank you. And we're here to tell you that this is your gut. This is your soul knocking on your skull going, get us out of here. Yeah. And that wait now, and now it gets even darker at the end of this. I'm worried I'll never find someone who loves me this much. Uh, <laughs> but I'm also petrified of settling down and postponing my goals when I feel like I have such an exciting life uh, still yet to yes, live. Yes. Yes. Yes, that one. Love that you one. both, a loyal fucker. Okay. If if you if you if you lent all your energy to your worries, your brain is not looking out for your mind. That's just what your mind does. You have to go shut the fuck up, and yeah. you have to do what you want to do. It's hard, and it feels scary and lonely to go into the deep abyss that is life. But sure. like, you have to. Yeah. You have to. This is um. So I appreciate the honesty and vulnerability in that in that sentence. I'm worried I'll never find someone who loves me this much because I think very few people would say that or voice that. But uh, I I think so many people do stay with a partner because the partner loves them so much. And that's better than like going out and risking it again to find something better, more powerful, powerful, more reciprocal. Um, And so good for you for acknowledging that. Yeah. Uh, But that's a a cowardly reason to stay in a relationship. Right. Exactly. And why do we think that we have to stay in a relationship if the guy like we need some fight? We need him to betray us or we need to betray him or so. I feel like people are very hesitant to uh, to really put the amount of importance that actually exists on. Maybe there's, there's something more out there when this man is so nice and kind and you have a beautiful relationship. That's amazing. That's great. But now it's time to move on. You're 24. You're not going to stay with this person forever. Like, what if your life is meant to be you falling in love with these wonderful men from all over the world and having these experiences and then moving forward? And then maybe one day you have a family. Maybe you don't. But like you're putting you in an adventure first. And I think you can't go wrong with that. And also, like the good thing about like you're the boyfriend you have when you're young like they're you know they're gonna move on and they're probably gonna be in and out of relationships but you will have an opportunity to to reconnect if it's meant to be yeah and i've had uh really only one partner who i thought like i dated really early on and then i needed to go and do what you did which was live my life and experience things for my own um and then i i checked back in with him a couple boyfriends later and i just didn't feel the same way that I felt when I was first dating him. So I think you'll surprise yourself with these people who you think are perfect, you think rock your world forever, but you will outgrow them or 
maybe you won't and then it's fine and then this person will still exist like if that person is the one i really really think that you guys will come back together so there's it's a win-win it's a win-win technically no risk here right exactly exactly I, i think there's also a type of person that really prioritizes a partner or a relationship mm-hmm. as like their their main yes. purpose yeah. yeah and it sounds like you already are aware that that is not the case at least right now yeah like you want to yeah. go and do all these other things so if you want to be one of those people that prioritizes like your boyfriend who you think you're going to marry and have kids with or whatever like there are people i mean current how many new jersey people do we know i was gonna say i was like you don't just, find them in the city right. but they do exist and there's nothing wrong with them but like you know that's why we, we kicked them out of the city right they're they not were, they were taking up air here right <laughs> exactly get out of the city go raise your family right so if you already know that that's not who you are at least for right now then i mean i i agree with it's a midwest mentality which again is fine i said it with disdain because that was my own bias creeping in yes um but uh there needs to be both kinds of people we can't all be city (laughs) worker people (laughs) right right you know right right Right. yeah do you think girl you got this this show is sponsored by better help getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, but we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Come see us live, you guys. Portland, Oregon. I'm Linnea. March 3rd through the 5th at Helium. Baltimore, Maryland. March 24th through the 26th at Magoobies. Uh, London. I'm coming to you May 12th at the Leicester Square Theater. Thank you so much for everybody who DM'd me saying I was pronouncing that wrong. Um, there were a lot of people going, I'm so sorry if this is a dick thing to say, but you're not saying it right. Please never feel hesitant to tell me I'm not pronouncing something right. I won't pronounce things right until the day I die and I need your help. Well, I was mad at myself because I realized that the, the Spice Girls say Leicester Square in a B track and I could have obviously. <laughs> 
only reference that for you. <laughs> so I apologize to you and I apologize to the show, the listeners, and of course my girls. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking about that for more hours than I should have this weekend. So, okay. <laughs> All righty. Oh, and then I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson, where you get even more secrets. Love you. Bye. Uh, and Fort Collins, Colorado, April 15th and 16th, uh, four shows total at the Comedy Fort. I will be there. A lot of you got apparently it's a fucking hub over there because nice. I mean it, people are more excited I'm coming there than when I come to Denver wow so, nice you know what happy to visit my favorite state once again and, and a different uh, town yeah it'll be great it's like an hour away but people already sent me um <laughs> People already sent me murder spots to visit. Oh, yeah. So you guys really know That's me. Sweet. You really have spoken to me. You understand That's so me. Nice. And I will see you then uh, with Lizzie Wolfson and maybe someone else. Most of us will think about it. And then um, Without a Country is my podcast with Shane Smith, where we fucking roast the news and talk about impending war and stuff. But we like make it fun. Cute. So listen to that every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yay. Was, uh, yay. And then make sure continue rating and reviewing guys we fucked on apple Podcasts. i've seen so many new reviews coming yeah, in I, did, I noticed that too i'm like yeah, and it really helps us with the charts yeah you guys have been fucking amazing with that uh we appreciate it it's good to have you back and i know some of you have voiced that in the comments and that's really really cool we also have more content when you go over to youtube.com slash guys we fucked without the you and fucked to watch our special yes um we also have episodes of the dumb bitch woo hour oh my god we yes. have like segments uh old segments from did that help like there's a lot of content that we've have been concentrating on making yeah over the past uh year or two on youtube specifically uh as well as clips on tiktok which is at guys we fucked without the you and fucked so you have yeah. con content up the wazoo yeah we do all right yeah. How are you, Corinne? Um, I'm very tired. How are you? I'm um, great. Thank you for the best birthday of my whole life. Your whole life? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Yes. But one, I've what, never... planning it yourself? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not a good idea. Yeah. It's stressful. It's, it's like a wedding. It's so stressful. Yeah. And I'm like, that takes the joy out of it. And the last two parties yep. I had were giant parties at this fucking penthouse hotel room thing because I was trying to... You know, kind of pettily stick it to my ex in a way, but also like I'm my own independent woman, and it just right. stressed me out. Yeah, um, and so they were very fun, but I'm like, this was the best birthday I've ever had in my life. I'm glad to I hear really that. appreciate it. And thank you. There's somebody. There was somebody who DM'd me because I was talking about it in the voices in our heads uh, episode where I was like, I. Like, I don't, how, is there a way to plan a birthday party that doesn't stress you out? And the girl messaged me. She was like, yeah, ask a friend to plan it for you. Or, and or I'm you like, can hire a party planner. Right, right. That's for like a lap for a birthday party, you think? Yeah, I, um, my dog had a party planner. Wow. <laughs> so, <Okay>. yes. <laughs> I think I was at that party and it was fun. Fuck I yeah. was. Yeah, it was a really fun party. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. No, because I was actually looking into hiring a party planner because that, that week was crazy. But then I was like, wait, I can handle this because it's only like 10 people. Um. But yeah, no, you can you can do it. And then, then I was thinking, I was like, this party planner, like that personality is going to annoy me. And right, then I'm gonna, right. I'm going to spiral. Wow. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, you can have a party planner or I mean, that's why people, you know, have wedding planners. Because right. Well, that's so stressful. Yeah. I mean, I that's part of the reason I don't would not even want a wedding and would just like take that money and go on vacation. Because you wouldn't want to hand it everyone planner. is so stressed out. Right. When planning a wedding. Right, right, right. I'm right. the queen of like having a, incredible events, but not enjoying them myself. <laughs> right so this is kind of my niche area you're a really good party planner <laughs> i know she I found like, like the I perfect knew. spot it was a beautiful restaurant the food was incredible there was belly dancing it was just the best it was really fun do you remember um, that birthday that you had where 
it was in like three different stages and it was this is me yes oh, yeah, Chris, not me <laughs> i think we had i think it was at tommy's apartment and we you yeah had, oh that's you hired oh yeah puppies, the puppies, the puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was one of the most fun yeah. parties i've ever been to i and, used to have levels of things so yes like, that i really enjoyed that yeah that part, was an great experience corinne's birthday the experience <laughs> part one would be like my tier one friends more intimate and we would do something fun and then tier two <laughs> would be like everyone yeah. and you drink <laughs> and you have and you and then that's just like the masses can come and yeah. it's someplace where right. you don't really care about if they like throw up or something yeah she was telling She's like, all right, we're gonna go on and invite your tier one friends, but have a couple tier two friends on deck in case they can't make it because the reservation means we have to see ten people. We can have a max of twelve. And I was like, wow, I never thought about it. That yeah, there's way. a little lying involved, you yeah, know, because yeah. you can't tell them they're tier two friends, right. but you just go, oh know. man, I just uh, decided sorry. to have a birthday party last minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been planned for weeks. I was gonna keep it low key this year. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was by far the best birthday I've ever had. Well, I'm um, glad. I, truly, thank you so much. And, I, and serendipitously. I felt like, you know, I feel like the universe gives you signs. And at the end of the dinner, the server came over and said, oh, I didn't want to say anything like while you were in the midst of your party. But I'm a really big fan of Guys We Fucked. And I was so excited when I saw that it was going to be you and Christina here. Oh, so shout so out nice. to Brianna. Hello. Yeah. What up, Brianna? And the place was called Casa La Femme. Mm -hmm. Casa yeah. La Femme or De Femme? No, La, La Femme again. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Uh, West Village. Highly recommended. It. It's a beautiful restaurant. Um, yeah. And I and I. I, you know, you've, I've been on this self-improvement train uh, for a while and uh, I just want to I want to read last episode. We uh, asked I asked the listeners who had experience being a member of an abusive relationship, physically, mentally and or both. Uh, and so we got a lot of emails that I had forwarded to my friend who was who was also there, uh, who's had somebody who was experiencing this. And um, there was a woman who DM'd me this article. It's a blog post that she wrote. It's beautiful, and I really want to read this. Um, it, it's, she explains, I'm just going to read this, okay, um, by Danielle Norkin. It's on uh, Elephant Journal. I'll, we'll, we'll post the link. I'll send it to you. I'll put it, put it in the description of the podcast if anybody wants to uh, reference it for later. But it's how to help somebody who isn't ready to be saved from domestic violence. Um, uh, I'll never, it'll never happen again. You're the only one I've ever acted this way towards. I'm so sorry. I never wanted to hurt you. You are abusive to me too. You deserved that. Maybe if I, uh, you didn't frustrate me so much. He punched me, but it would never happen again in quotes. He smashed my head against the car window, but I drank too much and I didn't know what I was doing. He squeezed my body with all of his strength until I yelped out in pain, but quote, I had to teach you a lesson. He choked me in my sleep, but come on, it was only for a few seconds. I didn't want it, but, quote, you're my girlfriend. Shut up. And he held me down. Domestic violence is prevalent, but recognizing it can sometimes be difficult and there are many misconceptions about it. Likely someone you know is experiencing some form of it right now. Many people may hesitant, uh, has, be hesitant to speak out, fearful of being judged or that no one will understand. And sometimes you cannot rescue a friend from domestic violence and they may not want to be saved. At times, they just want someone to hear them, to be understood, and to feel as if someone is sympathetic of their predicament. People stay in abusive relationships for a multitude of complex reasons, so it's important not to be judgmental, which was my problem in talking about it. Uh, I know this is hard to do, and I know it's hard to understand. It's reasonable for anybody to want to take drastic measures when we find out that someone we care about is being abused. We may feel compelled to confront the abuser so that we can save our loved one from any more pain. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And furthermore, doing so can be dangerous. 
The result of such an interaction is often that the victim is blamed and they experience retaliation at the hands of their abuser more severely than usual. In some cases, trying to save a victim of abuse is like trying to save a drug addict. You can try and try, but your hands are tied until they are ready to accept your help. Seeing the abuse and not being able to stop it may cause you severe mental strain. So make sure to create healthy boundaries around the situation and keep your wellness intact. This will be beneficial in the long run for when the victim is ready to be helped. The point is that it is okay to express concern for someone you believe is being abused, but also make sure that even if you aren't ready to leave, or even if they aren't ready to leave, you are offering support, empathy, and patience. Be their rock, someone who is approachable and won't judge them, and you may be saving someone's life. Help to create a safe space for the person to talk, to visit, or to spend the night. A place where the judgment is tossed aside and you're just there to listen. If the person expresses a desire to leave their relationship, help them to devise a safety plan and be a resource for them within that safety plan. Those, are being, uh, those who are being abused sometimes find it hard to imagine how they can leave the relationship, but reassure them that it can be done successfully and more importantly, that it can be done safely. Survivors need to be reminded that there is life after abuse, a good life, a new beginning. This is my story. It was merely one month into our relationship when he hit me for the first time. What followed was that I engaged in a dangerous mental process that allowed the cycle of abuse to maintain its momentum. My eyes would glaze over. I'd disassociate, shake it off, forget it. If he did apologize, it was never just I'm sorry. There was always justification, manipulation, and gaslighting. I was kept in a place of vulnerability, and he maintained the power. Every time it happened, I would move further and further outside of my own body and my own mind. I was detached and depersonalized, just an observer who was watching my life happen and not truly feeling anything. If I allowed myself to feel, it would be too painful to bear, and I didn't want to or know how to face that reality. So instead, I forgot. It was the only way I knew how to cope. There is a complexity within domestic abuse, uh, domestic violence that we need to be aware of. It's what I experienced and it's why I stayed. I became severely mentally ill within this relationship. I was too ill to understand what was happening and to make sense of it. And for two years, I didn't realize I was being abused. I was suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, insomnia, night terrors, hair loss, and I was diagnosed with a hormonal disorder caused by extreme levels of stress. Even though all of these conditions seemed completely unexplainable, the reason was right there in front of me. I was so messed up and, and disassociated, I would obsessively check my pulse throughout the day to make sure I was alive. Many of these manifestations continue to this day. During the relationship, I lost parts of myself that, I had once, that had once given me strength, courage, and character. His abuse made me the most mentally ill I've ever felt in my life, yet he was the only one who could also make me feel better. He had the power, all of it. I never thought I was capable of allowing someone to have that sort of control over me. I had always felt safe within my mind, my place of solace, but he stole that from me too, and I felt my mind, like my mind could no longer keep me protected. You see, the abuse I experienced did not always leave physical marks. This is why it's so important not just to look for bruises and scars when we suspect abuse, but to look for mental changes too. It has been years since I left him, but he continues to maintain control over my relationships, my friendships, my job, my well-being, my body, and my education. My history of being abused always lingers and may never be the same. I now hold back when I laugh, when I speak, and when I love. I don't think I am as beautiful as I once was, and I will likely never trust anyone fully. There will always be a serious sadness I cannot shake and a sadness I cannot escape. I will likely continue to have moments of severe mental pain that disable me, uh, me completely that I will choose to experience in the dark. But... I don't want to hide this part of myself anymore. This is the reality, the truth of what an experience like this may do to somebody. I accept that this part of my healing 
Uh, after the relationship ended, I tried to dodge the healing process through alcoholism, compartmentalization, and escapism. But since then, I've been able to achieve a level of clarity. Slowly but surely, I am healing and moving forward. And honestly, at times, the process of healing feels harder to get through than the abuse itself. But while it can be emotionally brutal and sometimes physically painful, it is necessary. This is a time where we can be immensely helpful to a friend recovering from abuse. Help them to reconnect with friends and family they have, may have been uh, disconnected due, uh, from due to isolation. Participate in an activity with them that they may have enjoyed in the past but lost sight of during the abuse. Help them integrate healthily back into their lives and feel safe once again with their own mind. When I saw him for the last time, I confronted his abuse. I was trembling, not sure if he would hurt me one last time, but instead he began to whimper and beg, please don't tell anyone. I don't want people to think I am a monster. And for a long time, I didn't tell anyone. I've been protecting him, but he is a monster and I refuse to think anything more of him. I am done protecting him and instead I'm ready to protect and heal myself. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to read that because I thought that was a pretty full-fledged account of somebody who was in a situation they didn't th ever think that they could find themselves in and then who is living with themselves now in a much more healthy environment. Uh, I think with child, I really related to some of the stuff that you were saying in terms of the disassociating. That's that's what it is, and that's why you can feel really lonely. And one of the reasons why I wanted to, to read that specifically now, <laughs> going from like, I had the best birthday party ever, to here's this thing about, um, you know, a really deep dive into a physical abuse, physical mental abuse, um, is bettering yourself and healing yourself doesn't feel good um, a lot of the times, and it feels really scary, and it's very lonely, but you you owe it to yourself, like that girl that wrote us the email, uh, you owe it to yourself to go forward anyway. You just, I just promise you, I wish some, that's what I wish somebody would have told me. I wish someone would have told me that it hurts to heal yourself. Because if I would have known that, I would have, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know it now. And so if you don't know it now, I just wanted to say, um, please know that. Um, being a better person, uh, healing from childhood trauma, healing from sexual abuse, healing from emotional abuse, um, it's well worth it, but it's its going to feel painful and to make sure you, you know, nurture yourself and, and have good friends in your life. The end. Yeah, life is about getting better before it, or getting worse before it gets better, for sure. Yeah. That's why I always like made fun of like it gets better because I go, mm, does it? Um, <laughs> it's going to better than it's gonna get bad and it's good it's peaks yeah and valleys. It, yeah to say that it gets better and it stays better i think is like a a, um, a lie it is and i don't like and to lie a, to people that's a very dangerous lie so, i really do believe yeah because then you keep waiting for the better yeah. and then you go well it got better for a second and then it actually got worse and when it gets worse after the better you think oh i everything i've done was bullshit and didn't matter but that's just not true yeah so i think it's like those low points of bad will get better so like whatever yeah. that thing that you're going through that will get better and then something else will happen but you'll also get through that that's the honest truth yeah yeah um or you'll i mean or you'll get murdered or something yeah. i don't know whatever well, yeah. but that was then that, that was your destiny i suppose mm -hmm. i don't know might be mine <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, people would love to I, do I it. I sure hope not. <laughs> uh, well, it would be a kind. I, you know, I like to go out with a bang. That's the big closer. <laughs> I get murdered. Um, Perfect end to the autobiography. Uh, wait, I was a six-year-old. Wait, if you get well, murdered, I can't, wait, you, you have get to murdered, You have to haunt me. Okay, you have to. Okay, please. I'll haunt you. That's, don't get murdered. I'd rather that that's, not happen. Yeah, I mean, but we gotta, 
you got to Houdini promise. didn't get murdered, but that is the pact that he made with right. his wife that he yeah. would haunt her. It's very sweet. But guys, so I I can't write the end of my autobiography if I get murdered. So you guys are going to have okay, to make yeah. sure it gets finished. I'm taking yeah, a master class on creative writing for Margaret Atwood. So Thank I'm going to fucking nail it. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I watched that one too. It's really good. That's a good one. That's it's I think really the good. first one I watched on master class. Yeah. Oh, love love master class. All right, you know guys. I love? The, our guest today yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is an actress and a comedian um i was a fan of her before we even knew each other so it's cool that we're friends now she's co-creator and star of the comedy series alone together and she plays izzy on the hulu series Dollface. her comedy special hot for my name <laughs> is streaming now on paramount plus please welcome to the show esther pavitsky it's raining outside and inside my mind I'm drowning as I close my eyes Cause you got something I know I see Without you it feels like you're all I need All I need All I need We are here with Santa comedian Esther Pavisky. We're so excited to have you back. Oh my God, you guys are my favorite people. Wow. You're the best. Thank you. Soundbite, clip it. Yeah. <laughs> you have a fiance? Yes, I do have a fiance. You also have like really cool television shows that you're doing, but uh, you mentioned the fiance. <laughs> Who it's really all cares? about love, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've been engaged for four years. And oh, shit. all my friends are like, Esther, when is the wedding? And I, I like really have to look within, like, why is there not a wedding yet? And I, a friend of mine this weekend was asking me all the questions, and I think I figured it out. I think that being married symbolizes like you're a grown up and mm-hmm. like you're, and I, I'm like, I'm afraid of that. I like not being uh, married. Right, 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 right. But you like, like being engaged because you wanted, you really wanted to get engaged. I remember <laughs> you that. You do like being engaged. I, I know, see in Because your I was so insecure that he was going to leave me at any time. So it was like I needed that commitment. And now that I got that version of the commitment, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Like, I'm good. <laughs> okay. You could have like a really childlike wedding if you wanted to, like a fantasy full wedding, like an Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, nothing wedding. weird about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, what that's probably what I would do if I had a wedding. A lot of pedophiles crashing that one. <laughs> But I I know what you mean because I remember I remember. Do you remember when you stopped liking Barbie dolls or like doll like children's toys? Because I was I felt it leaving me, and I'm like, no, I don't want to be boring and sad. You know what I remember is I remember one time like I I would always beg my parents to play with me, and like they never would, which we can say oh. that for another time. But <laughs> I remember like finally my mom was like, okay, I'll sit and do Legos with you, and then I one time I remember I felt like 
oh, I don't want to do like make believe stuff with my mom anymore. Like yeah. this is like embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you and your mom and you're embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's funny that you bring that up because your your parents are like on the older side for, for your age, right? My, my dad is, but not my mom. Your mom uh, isn't. Okay. Because yeah. your dad's like 78, you said yeah. on your Instagram story. Oh, oh okay. Which I thought it was interesting. But uh, th- that's so funny you bring that up because one of the main re- reasons I don't want to have kids is because I hate playing and I, you, you, I don't want to be a parent that doesn't play because it's fucked up right yeah yeah that's so fair. you do you really not want kids oh yeah I for mean, sure yeah, yeah she does. both no. of you are I, I i would i would absolutely have kids i have to meet somebody i like enough to want to procreate with them but yes i'm in a weird position where last year i had a miscarriage mm-hmm. and now i don't know what it, what i want oh that that's that swayed how you feel about children it, it yeah because I, oh, I was facing and i really wanted to have it like when I was oh, pregnant I'm so sorry I, no, 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 oh, it's okay it's super but, common but like what a what a roller coaster totally right to- like totally whew. like and I'm sorry like I know that can even the topic can be triggering for no people, but we we got to talk about it though we should be talking about this as often as as it gets brought up because it, it's not as known that it's a common thing and I feel like I don't I don't know if mental preparation or like understanding that this is very likely to happen would help ease the pain that comes along with a miscarriage but i do know that more women experience them than don't like half my friends miscarried on their first yeah when the first time they got right. pregnant and so it's yeah. almost Everyone like says it's that. almost yeah. like yeah when you're 12 100%. you get your period you know when you when you start to try to have a baby you will likely have a miscarriage like I, it seems like that's how likely it is especially because like we're starting to have kids older you right. know I'm, I'm 33 like but just because it's common doesn't mean that it's not so yeah. traumatic. Oh, right. yeah. So true. Tra- like, I, because I knew to expect it and it still was very, very okay. traumatic. But now I'm so far on the other side of it where I'm like, wait, like, now I don't even know what I want anymore. Wow. Yeah. So, wait, can you walk us through? Do you mind? No. Or I don't want to like pull, no, no, no. pull you down. But, um, how far along like what what was it like to to find out you were pregnant like what tell, yeah. take us through it well i was i got pregnant really quick when we tried and i was so happy and excited and you know we were we were really excited and we had it was around like the just before the three month mark we had already keep in mind this was not like very early on like I was pregnant for three months. Wow. We told our friends. Oh. We told our family. Yeah. Because um, how? What's the mark where you you typically don't tell friends and families? I I, f- I don't I don't remember, but I want to say it's around three months, and we might. Yeah, because okay. you're supposed to do first. You have to, to get past the first trimester. Yeah. Because that's the da- you're in the danger zone. Exactly. But most people will tell their close friends and family before that because it okay. is such a long time. Exactly. Right? And like I, that's I was, a big secret to sit on. Yeah. And you're so excited about it. Like you want to talk about it. Totally. <laughs> It's really hard and you you don't like expect to lose it you know because right. you're in that mode and like we had because we had just gotten um an interior designer like we were like getting oh, wow. the ner- like we were like making plans and i was just a few days away from writing to the show dollface that i'm on like writing the producers like hey guys like i'm gonna be right you know but so we went in for whatever week checkup it was and a lot of people don't know this because i just did burt kreischer's podcast and he was like so when you had a miscarriage like did you feel it? Did it just happen? And I, it made me remember like, whoa, most people don't know. Yeah. Most miscarriages are technically called missed miscarriages. So you mm. don't know that you've miscarried like until mm-hmm. you go in for a checkup. There's no bleeding? Nothing. Wow. So even See, no one like so. So you go in. Wow. And. and they're like, oh, they basically just tell you like party's over. There's no more heartbeat. I hope they say it if like they that. They say it exactly <laughs> like that. And then they take they, they streamers come out like, sorry, next time. <laughs> and like I was pregnant at the same time as like three 
a friend, three good friends of mine. So like that also oh. was like added and trauma. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, and and um, and then the like thing that was really annoying, which is probably also why I'm questioning what I'm doing is um f- for the future, because I I always told myself, look, if if this if we lose this one, we're gonna try again right away. Cut to the doctor goes, by the way, the kind of miscarriage you had is called a partial molar pregnancy. You can't try again for six months to a year because it's dangerous. Like for whatever reason, like that's just how it works. Didn't even know that was a thing. Same. So I was just like, are you kidding? Like what? I was so. What's the type of of, uh, miscarriage it was again? Partial molar pregnancy. It's very rare. I've heard of it, but I didn't know that that's what it meant that you couldn't try again. Yeah. yeah. Depending on how, what it, what version of it you have sure. six months to a year you have to wait do miscarriages just happen for a reason like you know so, not like a godlike reason but like <laughs> I was a say. medical like yes <laughs> esther absolutely because esther wasn't married yet that's why <laughs> oh shit <laughs> esther you really put no no absolutely it's like a fluke the chromosomes okay. whatever it just didn't work out okay. and um it's like which is mostly why so a, miscarriage happens. a mother there you know there's you couldn't blame it on yourself if you try no. right like it's not nutrition it's nothing hell no yeah not it's just a the yeah thing because when because you have to get a surgery like i had to have an abortion oh so when they do that wow. they test the what they take out and then that's how they, so they tell give you, you more sufficient answers yes yeah. so then it's like okay it definitely was not my fault because in my head of course i'm like oh my god right. i did i took so many hot baths like you just are like what did i do but thank god it was not my fault this time um I, can it ever be the woman's fault unless you're like let me you I know, know let me go I mean, sledding down a dangerous right hill. like if you like, want to like 87 I, roller coasters yeah, let's, let's and like start wrestling chain smoke get into mma you yeah know? yeah then even then who knows right we're all we're very strong um <laughs> yeah but yeah and so i did google though because i was like because my thing is i always like to know when celebrities have experienced something that i experienced like when i before i started comforting to, yeah before i started taking lexapro i researched all the celebrities who are antidepressants <laughs> so sweet. and Kristen bell i was like oh okay. i love her um, she's got a great energy and alanis morissette had a, had a uh, had a miscarriage just like mine oh so. wow very cool very cool <laughs> alanis morissette yeah she loves i think almost the universe makes th- traumatic things happen to her <laughs> so, so she, she can, can write about better it. songs and so that we all can heal <laughs> yeah. from our own shit mm-hmm. thanks yeah. alanis thanks for taking it's a the big team, alanis pro alanis podcast <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so and then i like after that um after the surgery that i had to have i had some complications and like a lot of bleeding and and i was in so much pain and i took a a hydrocodone which i've i never i'm like a baby is that a pain killer? yeah it's yeah. like an opiate it's not good but i but if you're i mean you had a surgery I had so these are the it. moments where you take them exactly right and you just be mindful because you know the opioid epidemic of whatever yeah. exactly but i took it the pain went away and i was like oh my god i love how this feels i've never felt anything like this oh and I, shit oh and no I, and i told my guy friends that and they were like whoa, whoa, whoa Esther, no 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 don't do that they're like you need weed what you want is weed and so that's how i ended up starting to take edibles ah. and like and i got a little crazy overboard with them but now i'm in a more normal place but yeah it happens so that's, like this is the best feeling ever <laughs> that's how my miscarriage made me a drug addict <laughs> <laughs> nice a, a love story nice. <laughs> sorry esther Pavisky. now you were saying that you and uh can I, are we allowed to see your fiance's yeah. name you and dave planned uh you planned to have a kid what, what did this discussion look like or was there one or were you just like romantic gazing into one another's eyes one night like, like let's make a baby I oh, think, like, oh that's fun i think there was really no there's like no clear answer to that because it was more like you know he's older than me he's he's 43 mm-hmm. and it was kind of just like 
people around me were having babies. You know, it was kind of like we should. I was just catching on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. <laughs> it was kind of like that. But I'm not a person, certainly, who like grew up always wanting to be a mother. Like, I feel like you guys. I did. I you wanted did? to. Yeah. But then I, and then I grew up and I was like, yeah. And then for a while I didn't want kids, but now I'm back on board with the idea of having them. Cause I had to, I had to fix up here first. What, a, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what about like, I never fantasized about a wedding or children. Did you like, I used to as a kid, but now it would, I do now I do because I realize, Oh, we can make our own rules and say, fuck everything traditional if we wanted to. So I, the idea of customizing some, a celebration like that, is very exciting mm. but i'm single so like i i you know these thoughts float in float out <laughs> i had a barbie i don't know if you remember like if if this is like the same age group but uh toys r us used to make these incredible hot pink barbie boxes and each one would what? have a costume in it and it was like dress up was very big when i was mm. a kid like so you know uh late 80s early 90s and one of them was a barbie wedding dress and i did love getting in it and like walking down the stairs but what i loved about a wedding wasn't a finding love I I go yeah this is awesome it's a fucking day about me and so that always resonated with me i was like you get a dress everyone gives you shit. everyone looks at you and thinks you're the most beautiful girl There's in the world speeches about how great you are mm -hmm. like this is my this is the best but so and that's how i thought of it uh and then which when is I, how it can be yeah and then when i grew up and realized that that's not really what a wedding was about bummer, <laughs> uh, there's I, another person involved yeah i got disinterested <laughs> i've never wanted kids though even as a child like i used to talk about wanting to adopt kids but I've never wanted to have my own kids. Interesting. Yeah. Is is that um, version of a wedding that you thought of? Is that like what inspired your guys' special? Because I love that <laughs> you got. I love your the intro. That your was special. more things. Petty being petty. <laughs> yeah, is how yeah. that started. It hundred percent did. Uh, it was more like other people that we used to love. Yeah, um, were getting, getting married, married to others. And then so we were like, we wanted to overshadow them. Yeah. In in the city they were getting married at. But, you know, the time factor proved us. We're like, yeah, you know, we'll do it in Salem. We won't take out a billboard the same day of their wedding. We'll do it in Salem. Yeah. That was really the original uh, inspiration for that. And then we tweaked it a bit. Oh, my God. I love I love when pettiness like can lead to gold yes like what <laughs> use it to inspire your vision sure yeah, it's great it does it feels have, great yeah and it doesn't have to have anything to do with who you're being petty towards it just no. you you just because no, they don't deserve your energy anyway you're yeah. just having fun with yourself yeah just give you the motivation <laughs> yeah oh oh petty i literally like have a joke about how the reason i haven't committed suicide is because <laughs> i'm being petty um and i want to ruin stay around to ruin people who hate me as lives <laughs> yes. and i think like whatever the, whatever is keeping you alive just lean into that yeah yeah, yeah. You don't, it doesn't have to be because life is a gift and people are going to be sad if you're gone. That doesn't sound like a reason for me to stay around. That right. sounds like a you guys issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. you're not wrong. <laughs> you know, in that you're right. You know, yeah. like oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'll make other people sad. That's why I want to kill myself because uh -huh. you guys are making me <laughs> sad. So you've always fantasized about a wedding, Esther? Never. Oh, like literally never. <laughs> oh, okay. Never. Just an engagement. Yeah. Just... Yeah. No, I I don't know. It was more the commitment aspect of it, which I get. Yeah, that was because that was just. When I met Dave and I was like, I I just was so afraid of losing him because I always get broken up with. <laughs> and really? I just wanted to prevent that. <laughs> Is like, there do people give you a reason? Is there like a consistent complaint that you get in relationships? No, but you know what? All of my relationships before Dave were be before the age of 23. So I think that's uh, enough said. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. crazy yeah. young girl kind yeah. of thing. Or just like not knowing what you want or like not knowing yourself as well as you do now, you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what was it about Dave? when you met him that clicked 
uh just like a healthy evolved person like wow like everyone i i love my ex-boyfriends but like dave is is great dave's your level dave's yeah. at your speed dave dave yeah yeah dave i i always he hates when i say this so much but i feel like he kind of like re-raised me like mm -hmm. he's so <laughs> i can see why he doesn't like that <laughs> esther I'm not your dad not a good rumor Stop around hollywood <laughs> <laughs> but like my parents my upbringing was so chaotic and like right. unhealthy yeah and then and he could gently guide you into yeah. like into this other path yeah i totally get what you mean i'm just yeah. envisioning esther telling the story of her and dave's romance it's like have you heard about he Celine Dion and, <laughs> and renee and uh -huh. how they met <laughs> <laughs> that is gold come on <laughs> well i was 12 and i was good at Raise singing me, papa <laughs> I mean, honey. <laughs> so what, what What kind of a set? I don't think I know, like, uh, obviously, I'm guessing you met in an entertainment-based setting because you're both in the business. But is he, like, oh, is he an actor? He's a writer. I met oh, him cool. at a party. Oh, writer. Cool. I know. I, I just, fun. I literally was at this house party that I randomly was at, went to, um, and I saw him across like a, the kitchen and i remember thinking oh my god that guy's so hot i'm gonna stay away from him because i didn't want to like get broken up my, again oh. i didn't want to embarrass myself and then <laughs> later on in the night he was in like a circle talking to people that i knew and i was like fuck it i'm going up there good and i at the party, your body knows too when you're attracted to somebody that's why fuck the apps you know you knew from across the room your vagina probably was like boom 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 Bum bum. You're like, I must talk to that man. Totally. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And and I was I remember I was holding a, a bowl of candy because I was like, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable at the party. I was like, I'm just gonna hand out candy. <laughs> That's nice. So I walked up to the group and I was like, hey, does anyone want candy? And then thankfully, like the mutual friends like introduced everybody. And I just like immediately was like, so like what's up? And I was like, hey, you want to go sit down and talk? And like, I, it's so funny because the other day I said I've never been hit on by a hot guy, and <laughs> Dave was like, what are you saying about me? And I was like, you didn't hit on me, right? You hit on him. I pursued you. Yeah. Um. And then we talked for a while. He left the party without saying goodbye. I was so pissed off, and I went and did a set that night. And I was like, guys in LA are such assholes. <laughs> like I hate Ben. And then the next day he like hit me up on social media, and I was like. Yes. Guys are the best and they're so great and we should love them more. <laughs> I am the that's kind way. of like a cool power move though. Like that's a yeah. good move to to leave without saying goodbye or getting your number <laughs> and then to hit you up the next day like to make you want it a little bit more. Ooh. I don't know if that's what he was thinking but it is in theory a really good tactic. He's so not a game player so right. I know that it wasn't but you're I was, right. Yeah, you I was thinking right. I was like knowing what I know about him and like the brief interactions I've had I was like I don't think that was his plan. <laughs> I think he was like just but tired clear. and wanted to go home. <laughs> But, which I also love. That's yeah, a great energy. Great. That's what I look for in a man. Someone who wants to leave a party yeah. is like, mm. that's why like one of my favorite exes, like I, we just loved leaving parties and that was our love language. Oh, just leaving parties together. That's very leaving sweet. Leaving early. Yeah. That's so sweet. I love that. Okay. So, so and, and so that's, you started dating uh, yeah. soon after that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then, and then here we are. Yeah. Nine, nine So you years got later. engaged. Um, did you, I always wonder how it works like with couples like do you say like i would get married do you whatever like how, do you kind of drop hints do you have a full-on discussion about well, it keep in mind that i was literally desperate for him to propose to me <laughs> from the moment we met i was absolutely insane i made it very clear i love that you lean into it that's great i'm gonna start leaning into that i was a crazy person and this didn't scare him off in any way 
I mean, he didn't like it. Okay, <laughs> he okay. did not but he didn't like hate it. it. All right. Um, but you know, I think like I had growing up to do, and I, because I really. I was such a crazy person like I kind of like secretly like was mad at him because he wouldn't say that he wanted to marry me and he wouldn't because but you met him when you were like 24 right yeah okay yeah um and basically like I just had the growing up to do and like eventually like it was it was time and you know we're we also had to go to couples therapy like a couple times throughout which I know that he doesn't like he you know he's a little more private um but I'm a very big advocate for couples therapy. Yeah, and well, and how other couples go, I think this is something I'm going to try, is they hear it from somebody, like somebody they look up to or somebody they respect, or they just hear it, and they hear a person talk about it like it's not a big deal and it really helped us. And it, yes. That's it, how you help others. And it's not like we had some do or die issue. It was just like, oh, like we keep having the same argument. Like, sure. Yeah, it's great go. to get a referee every once in a while. And oh my it, God. It is. It was such a game changer, Like, and it gave us communication tools. Wow. And especially Could me, because I was a crazy person. You say you so you keep saying that. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I just mean like I was pushing and begging for him to marry me. You were just like very literally, thirsty. literally, thirsty. yeah. Thirsty. But you were literally like Dave, like I'll marry you. Like, I don't. What think did it was you say? So... It was like a running. I, I remember it being like a running thing, like yeah. almost like a, a joke. But it wasn't a joke because she was serious. Yeah. <laughs> so I... oh, you were playing it off like, why you marry me, you prick? <laughs> Seriously, do it. <laughs> I don't even remember, but I do feel like I tortured him a little bit. <laughs> um, and also he tortured me by okay. not proposing. Right, so right. We're, but well, you, won. Mean, you yeah. won. You yes. won. You won in the end. Could, would you, do you remember anything that the couples counselor gave you in terms of like um, communication tools for your toolbox that you that really were game, the game changers? I, I don't specifically, but what I will say was there was something about having that third person there that opened us both up wow to like really communicate how we felt and uh -huh. i don't it, if it's just like oh my god we you know this is a safe space nobody's gonna jump yeah. on you nobody's and this person this professional is dedicated to helping you guys reach that point of understanding yeah yeah because mm, nice. it feels like you can play a game of telephone almost because you can like be wanting to talk to your partner but you're gonna say it to the therapist exactly right. but it feels safer when it's a couple's counselor because i did see a couple's therapist with my with my ex and i'm i'm really glad we did it but um do you have I for but I for part of me forgets about this part like I because when I see an individual therapist I got it like the first three appointments are just backstory like did you have to do that for you guys or could you get right into it right away I think maybe a little bit of backstory we ended up seeing a therapist who I had worked with um previously because I did um I went to this like eating disorder program like years back it was called the Bella Vita I think it closed but um it was like a eight hours a day 30 day almost like kind of oh, wow. rehab yeah. but like just like so i met that therapist through there and in that program on saturdays like you would bring like a family member and so dave would come so oh, that's nice. we kind of knew the therapist a little bit yeah you know so that was helpful it's familiarity there yeah. yeah yeah nice that therapist so the therapist does relationships and eating disorders just like all yeah everything yeah. it's related yeah well i think also <laughs> it was like we just wanted someone that we kind of knew. So mm -hmm. we were like, maybe this isn't her specialty, but we're going to try to. And, and, and she ended up being great. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How, how long did you go? Or like you said, you went different periods I of time. I feel like throughout the last like 10 years, we've probably gone in like 
three in like maybe we've gone for like a couple months three times okay okay yeah. cool so Got just it. like a little bit of yeah like keeping it maintenance yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah nice and i think that's good that is good so could i ask uh what could we if you don't mind going back to this the the miscarriage you yeah. had the surgery like what was what were the things that you were experiencing like how what was what were the ebbs and flows like of getting the news and then having a surgery was the surgery similar you said it's similar to the abortion one where it's it's like a vacuum type object yeah. goes up okay yeah so you well you, i was completely under okay um and yeah they just like take everything out and I, I to be honest the thing that was bothering me the most was that that weekend i was supposed to surprise my childhood best friend for <sighs> her birthday yeah so i just like was so annoyed that this surgery was getting in the way of that and also dealing with the doctors of like oh well, we can't get you in then you know and I just remember being like I can't believe this is happening to me like I'm on hold with like three different doctor's offices I'm like mm. begging people and also Ugh. the doctor's office where I did all this they were such assholes really I like are you hate, fucking wow no and it was so this will actually make your blood boil like Basically, the office was like, we can't do it for because I wanted to get this. Once you find out. Yeah. The, get it out of me now. Get it out yeah, now. I don't. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. to wait. Excuse yeah. me. You're telling me I have to wait two weeks. Like, two fuck weeks. no. This is like miserable. And two it, weeks. It's it just like the mental. Sure. Stress sure. Sure. Of, like what? God, women are so not taken care of emotionally, mentally and physically in any stage of a pregnancy, no matter how it goes. So it's terrible. I have this doctor's office where there's like two doctors that I had been seeing there and they're both giving me the runaround about getting this surgery done. And I'm like, guys, like, please, like, is there anything whatever? So I'm like, OK, I need to just I'm like, I'm desperate. I want to go to my best friend's thing. I want to get this out of my body. And so I texted a couple of my girlfriends who are famous and was like nice. hey do you guys have a doctor like because I, I, at this point i was like i'll pay whatever right price. yeah who's give me the fanciest person in town who will make it work which is immense privilege but just just wait so so uh whitney cummings and olivia munn give me the same doctor they Ooh. i text him he i talked to him he's so nice to me he's like i i can't do it because i i just for my schedule he's like let me call the office that you i know them because i didn't oh, know i didn't know wow. this but this guy was like a high level doctor and he a couple hours later i get a voicemail from the other doctor that's like oh i didn't know you were so well connected oh. what the fucking shit welcome to my because hollywood you know, olivia munn and whitney cummings you could get your 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 fetus that was miscarried I, out of your body quicker i can't believe you're you surprised of course you can fuck? i i was with you because you could get someone murdered if you wanted to i'm sure i know that yeah i didn't I, know but that that the balls know. of that fucking shitbag doctor and the fact that he didn't hide it he didn't he hide it well connected Fuck you, you piece of shit. Life is different. That's that's why I talk. That's what we talk about in a culture where we talk about male privilege or white privilege. I truly, I really, really feel celebrity privilege is stronger than any privilege that exists. That is so. And I'm obsessed with it as a theory. Like I'm obsessed with it. It that's like being a celebrity is is a race. It it truly is. It's a race beyond white, black, anything. Like it's its own race. Yeah, you get what and it looks down on all the other races. And I'm so sure. I'm so grateful that my friends were there to help me. But yeah, but but for the doctor, you learned you learned a a truth about humanity at that experience. Though holy hell, for the actual doctor to say that to me was like me and Dave were just like, are is this guy kidding me? Like I don't even want him to do the surgery on me. Right. 
anymore. And then they, all of a sudden they like made a 7 a.m. appointment for me the next like a couple yeah. of days. It was <laughs> I, I was so grateful that my friends helped me, but I was like, yeah. this is fuck you. I fucking and you know what well, though? I feel like too when you were telling that story, like you you they they, they were giving you the runaround, but probably a party you probably fucking knew that they could squeeze you in if they gave a shit enough totally so you it's like all right fine let me grasp at straws for whatever the fuck you're gonna give a shit enough about famous people so i can go carry on with my life and it, it just like made Ugh. me so angry for any woman that has to have this yeah. go it, it just to me i'm not like cared why, for why is all. the system not oh shit you have a miscarriage you need an abortion this is an emergency. We're going to get it out right now. Yeah, we like, care about your mental health. We understand that it's a taxing on you to be carrying this around with you. But also, body. it seems like there's like not Ugh. enough providers if this is if this is so, because it's just not something. I don't know if it's like not lucrative. I mean, that's usually the reason in medicine mm, right. or like what's the, what, Ugh, what's, the what's the reason? Because I mean, to to think or, or to believe in any way that healthcare is based on like needs or empathy is just oh my, un, it's not just untrue. Oh. Oh it's based in money, of yeah. course. Oh my god! I, and doctors in LA and California, it is not like that in Chicago, where I'm from. Like when I grew up, the doctors. I just feel like I'm surrounded by doctors who want to be celebrities, and I'm like, this oh, is god. like I so I hate sad. it. I still will That's do. So sad. I'll still go back home to Chicago to do some doctors' appointments when I can because right. I just like it's the vibe there. I hate it, and like you want to be famous. Your like, e- your ego is ruling your your yeah. your life, and that is disgusting. It's not human. Like you're you're grasping at this fake power. Ugh. I follow a lot wow, of dude. like. Uh, wow. Botox and filler providers who are doing more TikToks, and I go, you know how many people you could have injected in the time that you did that TikTok? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, counterproductive. Yeah, but they're doing they're going the Philip Morris route. They're trying to target the youth so that they're you know they they make those Botox appointments earlier. But it it, it is it is also about yeah, it's about them wanting to be a celebrity, and then just like you know, LA is a bunch of people who like some of you are making it, but the ones who are aren't are still trying in other directions. <laughs> Dude, what a what a mind fuck that must have yeah, been. Yeah, it sucked. It was and yeah, and it was man. Just, yeah, but it's gone. It's Great, like the remains are gone. Yeah, I like that. It, Did it, you talk there, about it like a zombie? Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it painful? Was the, how was the recovery? Was there a recovery after the surgery? Uh, it was pretty normal. I mean, you just have to take it easy. And then there was just one night where I walk. I like did too much walking when I wasn't supposed to and my podcast co-host Kalila was who she oh, she her. went to nurse I know she loves She's you guys so gross. um she she was kind of my guide of like okay you gotta stop walking you just had this surgery because yeah. she's had couple abortions herself yeah. mm-hmm. um so she was my pro on it and it was just that one night where i did too much and yeah. i was like on the floor oh my god i'm in so much pain and then that's when i became a drug addict right 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 <laughs> yeah 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 i mean it has, america baby that is the most america fucking story i've ever heard the whole from start to finish is just like oh my god i'm i'm actually wait sorry I didn't want to no i was just gonna say I, I was gonna say men so mentally you kind of said this changed how your feelings on wanting to have a child um, and like what beyond like the physicality of it, what mentally changed? Well, I think this is both mental and physical, but like I am like scared to get pregnant again. Like it's like, mm. oh, that, OK, yeah, that, like it's traumatizing. Yeah, right? So I'm it's like, like a trigger. It's Pregnancy's like a trigger. you touch the fire. It hurts. I don't want to touch it again. Yeah. Like, right. okay. I was miserable pregnant for three months and oh, okay. I went through this traumatic experience. I'm like, that could happen again. Like, I don't know. So I'm dealing with that. Obviously, okay. that won't. Like, I won't let that stop me, but it's right. making me hesitant. Sure. And then also, um, 
I was about to take on this extreme change of my life forever and ever. And I think now I'm like, whoa, I'm realizing what that really meant. Right. And like, maybe I need a little more time. I don't know. Yeah. But that's what I'm going through. And and I'm not. You just want the dust to settle from that to see where you land. Yeah. And like, I'm experiencing new things and like, I'm using the trauma to like, to propel me in different ways in life. Yeah. And, and if your friends are having children too, like you can you can experience like what it was, you can watch them bloom. Like what does motherhood look like with, with this particular person that I'm friends with? And you can kind of witness it and maybe connect with various aspects that you didn't know before, you yeah. know? So yeah. I want to get your guys' opinion on this because this was a very interesting moment in my life and career um so i've been working on stand-up about my miscarriage and one of my dreams was to do a late night set and like have my miscarriage material be in there and just yes. kind of be like you know what we don't talk about this enough like that's yeah what, and also like i'm i grew up like loving mel brooks and his whole thing was like we make tr we make comedy out of tragedy, tragedy. of yep. course like that's just who i am and and laughing at something is so healing it's just being oh. a jew and, too. You <laughs> <laughs> and you're helping others you're helping others exactly so i um had my publicist i i had her um submit me to do stand-up on a show and i just said you know hey will you just give the person who's going to listen to the set a heads up that there's the subject of miscarriage and she comes back to me and she says so that person said that they don't think miscarriages are funny and that they don't want to hear the tape anymore and that <laughs> was it a man yes of course, of course it was yeah. uh... and that really threw me for a loop i was like whoa i was so naive like i thought that i was just comedy is dark you stupid fucks i thought i was like at least gonna get the chance to like be heard but they wouldn't even listen to the submission and it you should call whitney cummings and olivia <laughs> 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 that is fucked i didn't know how well connected you were <laughs> <laughs> crazy thanks conan i appreciate it no that's that's wow i love how long you've been in the entertainment business and how yeah. naive you still are to the, how, tr how how terrible it is oh, because, me? no oh. her because you literally started the story and i go oh yeah she's i know how the story's gonna end the, with the first word know. out of your mouth and they're gonna be like nope <laughs> but so my question is like is Am I am I crazy? No, 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 no. And what I would you're do right, is, but I would not take ready. one of your jokes and I would put a billboard out, put a billboard <laughs> out, and to, and and do the whole thing like a tweet, like a framed tweet. Have your picture on it and talk about it. Do get a, a, a miscarriage hashtag or like. Uh, what would you would have named the kid something and then that, that's what I would have done because I'm like oh you don't want to hear it okay everyone in Los Angeles will then thank you network TV is like listening to terrestrial radio <laughs> in Nebraska and by that I mean you'll be in Nebraska and you'll be driving through and you'll hear a song that's on their top 40 radio that you literally was a hit in New York and LA like three years ago yep. and it's just getting to them yeah so because late night yep. is sets are done on network well, TV it's archaic form for comedy they're just they're just what they're talking about is just so far behind that's why late night shows aren't funny like you know that's why monologues aren't or edgy or good right. anymore it's why the hosts are generic in it, everyone you know, can't mostly. handle it yeah right. yeah it, it really it it really like i was like i said naive shocked sure do i calm down do i write him a letter and say like why i think this is important to like uh, because part of the reason for like the taboo is there because we don't talk about it. Exactly. You're yeah. you're 100% in Corinne's the right. going to have a real good 
There's no. I don't know because I'm I'm too angry to think of a good idea right now. Yeah, and so the reason you specifically <laughs> want it on network TV is because that's the people who wouldn't get this comedy normally. Is that correct? That's so, certainly part of it. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it was just this vision of like it's groundbreaking. I, I'm yeah. gonna norm. Thank you for saying that. It that's is too much of a compliment. But it's but groundbreaking I'll it. and it's helpful. And it's healing. It's yeah. so many things. And it, it is the epitome of what stand-up comedy can do. It's like exactly what you said with Mel Brooks. Taking something that's so tragic on all those feelings, all the things that you experience through that process, and you're flipping it on its head, you're in control, and you're saying, laugh with me about this. Because yeah. this is an experience that a lot of people have. That That's what I, that is, that was my goal. It's like, I want to normalize this. I want other women who've had this happen to be like, I can laugh too. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It. I still don't know what my next move is, but I'm pissed off. Why? Yeah. So okay. So why did you reach out to any other late night bookers? I did, and um, I know that they they had said that they definitely were would listen. Mm-hmm. But I put a pin in the idea because I was like, I really wanted to target that one that I wanted. Do I write them a letter and continue to pursue it? Do I go elsewhere? I, I just haven't really hmm. right. I you, think you want to let them know is good. You want to let them know. You know what I mean. You want to fucking, but respectfully. Like that's always the best. Like it's I not, just you know. I think that the the it, it's not a fuck you here because a fuck you isn't gonna win. It's not gonna get right. the outcome that you want. Mm. And I think like you really do have a real reason. And like this is not you're not just doing it. You're not writing the letter saying fuck you because you're being a brat and you didn't get your way. Right. You're you have a reason. You think it's important and I I certainly agree with you. Um uh, and I mean that doesn't mean anything. And again, but both, it does. Of these, both of these <laughs> it does does stories, these people are admitting things. I'm like, I, I'm honestly surprised that they're this honest. They're they're this fucking honest with you. I'm like, you could have just lied and said this doesn't fit the fucking show. But I you know, know what? I'm I'm glad they were honest with you because it's like this is the fucking problem in society, man. I love that you're not surprised. No, I'm. I am. Pe- I, people that's why let I'll it, always be sad. <laughs> like people letting me down will never uh, surprise me, or people not being ready for something that uh, I've been ready for for five, ten, fifteen years will right. never surprise me. Uh, yeah, there's ve- very little surprises me, especially in this business. I have very negative feelings towards the entertainment business, though. Um, and so that's why. That, and it's, and it, well, I have. It's, I also love it more than anything, but I hate it more than anything. So I'm very conflicted, but. Uh, and I, I think just you can why don't you use cancel culture, but not in a negative way. So use you have such a big audience. You have a podcast. You have so many fans who love you. And I've seen you do this miscarriage material live. I fucking loved it. Thank you. It was so good. I was laughing my ass off um, at Gramercy Theater. So I think, um, you know, have a conversation on uh, Trash Tuesday about how important this is and the kind of material you're doing and, and the same reason that you're giving us and start some kind of hashtag and let people support you online the same way that people get things off the air. Right. Why can't we spin cancel culture and get things on the air? Right. Oh my. See, Look at your brain. Look at her not getting her you anger are, getting in her way because she don't have it because she's just plain smart. You have the power and as creatives that's why I love that's why I kind of was speaking about with us releasing our own special. Yeah. We have the power now as creatives and you know our agents and managers 
managers are never going to tell that us that because then they're out of a job. Uh-huh. But we have the power. We have the following. We get things done. The same way you got that, you know, fetus sucked out of you. <laughs> yeah. You can you get are resourceful. the material about so let's that use that resourcefulness. on the air, Esther. Yeah. You have the power. Yes. <gasps> and I think we forget that. We are. We, yeah, we do. Uh, your agents and managers, you don't work for them. They work they for work you. They work for you. I know. I got to remind myself of that. Yeah. All the time. You have the power. And you, you own the restaurant. You, they help you run it. And you have a, a following, and I've seen firsthand that really loves you mm. and really cares about you. And that, even not every famous person has. You know, even if they have a large following, there's it's for a role. There they are a role people who were. have like more specific. So it's just like, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Those are celebrities who have following uh, who really care about them. And every yeah. celebrity doesn't have that loyalty, but you have it and I've seen it. So use it. And it's also a wonderful opportunity to say, like, we use um, social media and rallying the masses for such negative things for yes. the, to get people fired from SNL and 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 we and we tell ourselves it's to provide positive moral change and and social change and i really don't think you it is you, not, if you believe somebody is bullying others to bully them is not going to work yeah, it's no, not an effective method it's not that's just a bunch of people who got made fun of in high school who are like we're finally um excelling no you're not you're still fucking losing everyone knows it shout out to totally um, agree so i uh, but yeah so you you have the power and i really think sometimes um, um, like we forget how yeah. many people love us and how many people and yeah don't turn it negative don't attack this guy but right. just say people yeah. want to hear this and I have proof that they want to hear this yes huh. wow yes. I love that yes. you know this, I'm excited for yes, you like, Corinne, I, I'm I am invested. excited for you too and I think other people I, especially because other women w- uh, will get invested and I haven't even had a miscarriage right. and I'm invested in <laughs> this yeah you know well, because we all understand really what, it's, what it's like to be shut down because of a topic is too controversial and what they really mean is it's a woman centered topic and you don't want to fucking hear about it I know I in Fuck my head, you. I was like, "You have sex with women. You should not be like, stop, like stop." I was like, "I wonder if there's ever been stand up like a man talking about prostate cancer." Like, is 100%. that hundred percent? Is there's, that not- there's definitely been a late night set about that. There's definitely been a late night set about a prostate exam, about testicular cancer, about something that a man goes through. Yeah, but I this this brings me to though, like, why I looked at you guys and like have so much respect for you guys Thanks. because you. Your savviness in this industry of making this show, of l- releasing your own special, of doing the tour, the touring the way you guys did, mm-hmm. like, I just see you and, like, have the respect for the hustle and the, the game changing that you guys do. Thanks. Like, I, I always see it and I always think it and I don't say it enough, but, like, I just... I'm I want to buy what you're selling. <laughs> I I'm in. Thanks. I want to be in like this. What do I got the square app out? And I'm like, we'll charge you right here. Money money mouth is girl. Like I want this like powerful business girl club yeah. that you yeah. guys like that's yeah. what I view you guys as that I'm like let me in I'm in it with you. Right. That's, and that's why I get so upset so when when women think that we're not on your te- team I go no, I'm being mean to you because there's so much more out there for you right. and I'm not going to fucking enable you to to receive or, or watch you sell yourself short when yeah. you don't have to. It's it's but it's hard. It's hard to real to remember that. Sure. It's hard to remember you are in control. You are, at the end of the day you are always in control. And I think it's worth reminding yourself of that multiple times a day. 
But I'm, it's yeah. so easy to forget. I'm so, I'm so into, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm already like, cause there is. Plan and scheming. The manager of, in me never left. So anytime I think <laughs> of a God. good idea, I go, how are we going to make this happen? <laughs> how are we going to get Esther Pavitsky on the late night television show? <laughs> Talking about a miscarriage. Talking about this miscarriage. We got to get Esther's miscarriage jokes out to the late night masses. And we're going to do it. <laughs> and the hashtag has to be like edgy uh-huh. and funny. Um, yeah. And it's like uncomfortable. Like uncomfortably honest. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. that's what people that's why that's why I love stand up comedy. I love when I hear stand up comedy that makes me go ah, like or that makes me think that makes me go. Am I OK with that? That makes me interrogate myself and what I'm comfortable with thinking and talking about. And so that's and that's that is at its highest peak. What's the power of stand up, which is pretty big power. So I totally agree. I, yeah, I like I, I like being challenged when I'm watching things and learning yeah. and laughing. And yeah, that's I admire my podcast co-hosts because they are so open about like tra- traumatic things that happened to them, sure. being molested and stuff. And, yeah. and I see how that has had such a positive impact on people. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. Yeah. And crying's fine, too. But it's like you just either way, you got to talk about it. Well, and when you talked about your miscarriage on Trash Tuesday, I didn't like I didn't listen to the episode, but I saw um, on social media like you it had brought up and then you were mentioning like so people have like a positive response to it. Well, see, what happened was is I have been, you know, everyone in my life has known about it for, you know, whatever, eight months now. And so I'll casually make jokes and we we would cut them out because we were like, oh, maybe people aren't ready, whatever. And then we left one in. And I realized like, oh, people are like, what's going on? Like a lot of people are like, did I miss that? What? Oh, right. So it was like, hey, like, sorry, like, sorry to spring that on you without any explanation. But yeah. That's but happened. even the way you're thinking about it now. So you're like, so I, I don't, I don't you're know thinking if about it the way ready. that that booker's thinking about it. I don't know if Whoa. people are ready to talk about my miscarriage. It's your right. experience. It's yours. They, you don't, they don't tell you what you can talk about. They, nobody, even your fans who adore you, which they wouldn't anyway, but like no one tells you what you can joke about, right? And so that's why these feelings are so important to you. And that's why you have this fire in you to get it out to the masses because you know how important it is. So uh, that's why with trigger warnings, I feel mm. a, I feel very strong. It's Well, I feel torn about them because I understand the, the, psych, the psychology behind getting triggered and having something really traumatic ex- uh, experience and then something like a guy in a blue sweater makes it makes you relive that but we can't put all the blue sweaters away you know what i'm saying so it's like no going yeah. at it with this attitude when you're talking about rape when you're talking about molestation pedophilia uh miscarriage abortion these are really heavy topics but if you just talk about it then you other people that think they're going to get triggered about it can realize oh i can handle this too i love that so much wow that is powerful because i have done a lot of thinking about i'll say trigger culture yeah yeah. as a comics it's something to think about we get held to higher standards than politicians so it makes you rethink what you say not even that getting canceled but also like you know i don't want to send somebody down this rabbit hole of sadness right and it's also a i feel like for our age range it's like newer for us like when we were younger Mm -hmm. there was no like so i'm learning it but i'll say this like I always remember the story of Demi Lovato like she they said like skinny girl chocolate in the her froyo shop and she was like I'm, oh I'm I'm very well aware of that story she got really triggered yep. she blew up the froyo shop fuck yes. you blah 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 you triggered me yes oh. I, I always go back to that I, I always think about that and I'm like why I know she's wrong I don't know why now I look like I like that you're looking at it like Greek mythology like there's a lesson to learn here <laughs> <laughs> And then I realized it through this experience of like, 
oh, you know what? My three close girlfriends all had their babies mm-hmm. and they're beautiful and I'm so happy for them and I love them. But sometimes it's a little triggering. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sometimes it's of like, of course it is. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, everybody had their baby except for me. Oh no. Sure. Yeah. But. And those are the moments you have to be there for yourself. Really yeah. be there for yourself. But you know what I don't do? Fuck you. You hide your baby from me. Fuck you. Like, yeah. It's up to me. You to can handle. live your life without me breaking down over it. Esther's yeah. coming over and put your babies away. <laughs> Guys, can you just pretend you don't have a baby really quick? I'm going to stop by. Like, and <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Mind, mind and, you, it's a tiny part. And I'm so like, but I'm like, it's up to course. me. I don't get to tell my friends, hey, your baby's like. Yes. So that's that- why like cancel culture has gotten out of hand where it's like this the word made me feel uncomfortable or, or this thing. And it's like, okay, stop like the, the I didn't I didn't never heard that Demi Lovato story, the skinny, but I'm like, really? Yeah. Uh but so she got triggered because of She's not obsessed with pop culture the way you and I are. But uh, yeah. And I don't have a TV and I don't She really went into an ice cream shop and like one of the flavors was like a low calorie flavor. And it but it, there's also mo- like it, like whatever the 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 dietary needs for that ice cream flavor were, like there's more than one reason why someone would need that. Like you could be diabetic, you could have like uh, sugar free gluten intolerance. Right. Yeah, it's not just about caloric, but right. because Demi has struggled with her weight very publicly right. and people yes have been very, very vicious to Demi her, about sure. her weight. And I, and I know that. Right. Um, but also people have been shitty to me about my weight. Yeah. I love ice but cream. Still, and so, I'm not getting low calorie. But and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so she got upset. So, but to me that says, and I don't, uh, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but she was take she was taking her inner pain that, that yes. maybe other people put on her that were, if you're getting, t- if you're that famous, getting dragged on the internet for what you, your fucking body looks like. Are you fucking kidding me? And she was, t- she, that trigger, she was taking that pain and throwing it at the ice cream shop. Oh, and also, really, it's celebrity culture. It's fucking paparazzi. It's, let's just bully people on the internet so we could sell ads. So we could get clickbait. So, so the pain was real, but it was just misplaced. And also, the, I just want to go back yes. before we get canceled. Uh, her pronouns, uh, oh, their sorry. pronouns are they, them. Oh, so I didn't know that. Thank you. I didn't know that. We fucked up the whole thing. So, but you know what? We're trying and I wanted- I just remembered that, but I mean, like, there's always so much going on with Demi. You know? yeah. and, and no disrespect. Like, I no. think that since that happened, she, yeah. they, came forward and said that you know they were struggling with mental health and addiction yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean it but I do like I go to it because it's like such a famous example to me yes. of like how I'm processing my own things that trigger me and how I can handle them myself right. yeah you can you really can it's hard it's hard but you really can and people will get triggered for uh, various ways throughout their whole life and maybe new triggers will come and go maybe they'll go away but it's exhausting to think about am I going to trigger anybody with anything I say you, you can't yeah. Yeah. Live your life that way. And I think, and I do also try to say, okay, maybe there's something positive that we're at least paying attention to this because, you know, freaking in the 1950s, I'm sure they did horrible things to women and women just had to be like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> we're very happy with that, actually. So, yeah. like, I yeah, think maybe right. we'll level out and sure. balance and we'll, we will. Yeah. We will. Or we the will. planet will explode. Either way, <sighs> we're trying. Yeah. Well, and that, that counts. <laughs> and my and I think my my problem with trigger warnings are are mostly that they're setting us up for failure. Yeah. Because they're not they're not I get foolproof. A lot. You're never, and I need to learn how to handle it. Yeah, you're like that that's kind of like the thing. Like you're never going to be able to take away all the triggers. And so, but as there are less of them, we get we get we we learn how to handle them less. Yeah. We don't expect you're right. them. And a trigger warning sometimes to me feels like you're uh, you're taking away personal responsibility 
responsibility from the listener, which, but like a, in a beautiful personal responsibility of like, I am in charge of my own healing and my own mind and my own heart. And I'm in charge of nurturing myself when certain things pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. Hell yeah. Changing the world, baby cakes. <laughs> the three women Woo! in our 30s just yeah. growing, evolving. Living it up. <laughs> Miss Carrie, doing what makes Ms. us Karen. happy. God, I'm just, I'm just gonna be thinking of the, the perfect hashtag yeah. now for like she's gonna, months. And she, and she will think of one that you're gonna go, oh fuck yeah. off, Corinne. That's brilliant. Oh, I gosh. believe that. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll need more details off the air. But how? Um, <laughs> now this is a, a question that um, the, wh- how long or is I don't know if you if this was a factor if this is something you thought about. But when you get a procedure, a surgical procedure to have uh, the miscarriage, have that have that tissue taken out of your body, um, how, like when do you feel sexy again? Like is it right away? Is it like is it a journey? Is it a relationship that goes up and down? Like I, you know, I didn't. That didn't come up for me. Like feeling unsexy or like I uncomfortable think, with sex. I guess is really. What I, it is. I never felt uncomfortable with sex after that. I okay. think I just was like oh I was pregnant for three months for no reason and now I'm like I've gained weight and I'm like I just don't feel you know you <laughs> right. just like are you, you're bloated for a little while mm. but I never it never made me like question my my sexiness okay so you still felt safe like I guess emotionally safe like I don't know like did you what was sex a trigger after that really no no okay. no, no not at all awesome. no in what ways did your body change because I'm always that's something they like to hide from people I know uh from women to, that to we, trick us they to keep trick us into having babies and I go I mean ultimately we have the power if we want to stop the human race we can and like god <laughs> does that feel good yeah I know um <laughs> it's crazy that all the wars were started by men crazy crazy I mean I, I, mean, I just I, the more you keep fucking with us it's like because people are already getting agitated by that because uh <laughs> new new like Gen Z and like millennials like we're, we're having less kids than yeah. than before so we're already shutting it down so keep testing us yeah keep testing we'll us. close the vaginas for good it'll be done we'll fucking I, adopt and close up i we're love that up shop here everybody yep <laughs> the world is done i i feel like i didn't have any of the i never got to the place where like there's irreversible body changes like i think i just like put on some weight i love that as like just a, a mom-to-be book called Ir- irreversible <laughs> body changes please that's write that the up, natural Esther. birth control please write that's that up. funny that's <laughs> the hashtag <laughs> Um, it's I think really funny. I so I haven't experienced my pregnant friends, my friends who had their babies have struggled with that, but I don't. I just I haven't had. that Does that yet. make you feel a little bit good? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can be honest. It's you gotta take joy where you can eye. get it, Esther. <laughs> I you know it, it makes me feel like I. Uh, <laughs> Say it. Like You're better I'm, than that. I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and see how I feel the next time. Wow, you can run for office. That was a great answer. The next time I'm ovulating, I might not for sure do that again. Right. I don't know. That's so yeah. funny. And wh- how is what was? I think that like your your partner's response to this is so important. And I yeah. think a lot of especially men, what a surprise, mishandle it. Um, so did David do anything like positive or or negative uh, in in helping you deal with this? He was just you know he. He's just always great, supportive, and you know he he had a hard time. Like, yeah. and I've been talking to my stand about it. like he, I think he took it harder than me, and I think that's because we're women in our thirties and we know 
literally so many women who've had miscarriages. Mm-hmm. So I kind of oh uh, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I kind the of men don't really know as much to be prepared. But even if you know to be prepared, you're never prepared. Right, it still stings yeah. very hard. But he was very shocked in a way that ah. like I think it made it harder for him. But so there's grief and mourning, of course, and you yeah. forget like oh yeah, men should also have this information too. Yeah, because then when yeah. you're as a couple experiencing it. You're on different levels with it already because you are carrying it. I, that's that's another category of differences. But yeah, men don't. I never hear men talking to their bros about like, oh, my girl had a miscarriage and it fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> you don't hear about it. And did your body tell you at all? Like, I know sometimes people feel like they're like, oh, I knew something was like off. Nothing. You didn't know wow. at all. Okay. Nothing. Interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, yeah. Damn. I was just really bloated. <laughs> And I'm quite heavier in Dollface season two than I was in season one because I was three months pregnant right when we started. Oh, so, cool. oh, oh, can I ask about this? The entertainment industry. Yeah. So you don't tell them that you're pregnant until until that three week or that th- uh, three month mark. That was basically kind of the advice I was given. Yeah. But makes I'm, sense. I'm the when it comes to me and my life, I'm the biggest blabbermouth you've ever met. <laughs> so it was like so hard. I wanted to tell everyone, but you know, because I was like, fuck, like there's they have to shoot around this right you right know? did the costume designer like you didn't even did you tell the costume designer because no, like, no, no. they were it, just like and no one I, oh i think i said when i came because by the time we started shooting it was right after i had the surgery oh okay. so i think i was like so just so you guys know i'm a little heavier right now just had the miscarriage what a weird part of <laughs> the, a part like of that. the job huh <laughs> like being in tv where you gotta say that so like what an odd phone call i was like fingers crossed i'll get some of this baby weight off before the season ends and my size will change which is like i, I know that's like unhealthy to talk about weight loot whatever but 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 it's the reality of your occupation I, yeah so, i wanted so. to i wanted to get the useless baby weight off right. i think that's fair yeah, yeah. i yeah. think i think emphasis on the useless just really <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of no use not going anywhere see you later wait and then you talked okay so i don't know if we talked about this last time you were on because it was several years ago but this i want to go back to this bella vita yeah. eating disorder camp yeah. <laughs> wait i just thought of a hashtag possibly um trash tissue Sorry. Go okay. Wow. Okay. That's good. So good. I just had to say wow. it all over. Aligns <laughs> with the podca- a podcast. Right, Synergy. right, right. Right. Yeah. There's like branding in it. I okay. like that. Friends taught me well. Okay. <laughs> Baron for my name. Oh, That's another. <laughs> okay. Hashtag Baron for my name. Hashtag trash okay. tissue. Okay. We've got some, <laughs> some creative geniuses amongst us. These are we got to so start a fucking wait, We got to start a marketing company, Corinne. Can you, you imagine? It's, no. And it's just, it's just a gym for our minds coming up with this shit. <laughs> so fun okay sorry what were we talking about okay sorry. eating disorders I, I, yeah, I, I yes. feel so bad do you, am i like just come on here with the most depressing no, no this is life our I listeners live for this this yeah. is what we do on this show i'm just, and i'm just not realizing like life is hard and sad a lot of the time totally so we just gotta help our help each other through it by talking about it yeah and then it's also like it's you are it's also happy too it is right right um but yeah so i struggled with binge eating like since i was you know probably high school is when I like realized that I was my behavior was inappropriate with food right was it purging or just binging? no purging okay um only binging what? and describe binge eating binge eating it's like 
oh my God, I, I don't know what I'm feeling right now, but I have to eat all the food that's in front of me or I feel like I'm going to die. Like not oh. really, that, it's just like, I can't There's stop. a sense of urgency around the eating. It, it would be like, I'd, I'd go on a date with my high school boyfriend and I'd come home and I'd go to my parents' basement and I'd eat like four bowls of cereal. I see, okay, okay, okay. You're just okay. like, you just can't. And so- Every meal there's is like a buffet. A, there's basically. a driving force behind the hunger that has nothing to do with actually, uh, you know, hunger in your body in terms of nutrients. It's, well, it's emotional, right? That's what you think. But then oh. part of what I learned when I went to this place was like, well, what I was doing, because it, it all comes from like body image issues, right? Because I was like, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. Like, I don't eat, don't eat. So it was like what was happening What the the most common cycle of binge eating is like what the nutritionist at the, the program said. It's like a pendulum. It's like so mm. you try to do good. You try to have perfect eating days and like you try to mm. skip meals and then your body is so it's like. And I would always hear my girlfriend say, like, I can do really good with my diet during the day. But once night falls, I I go crazy. And it's like, well, that's happening for a reason. It's like you try to do perfect eating, perfect eating. Don't eat too much. Don't eat too much. You're starving. You starved yourself. And now your body is saying, give me all the food. Give me all the food. So that was like the cycle that I was in. And it got really, really bad in college. I mean, I gained probably gained like over 30 pounds which i'm five feet tall like that's right. a lot yes. and and yeah and yeah, by yeah. the way the weight gain even though that's the humiliating and embarrassing and sad part that i felt it's really just like sad that that's your lifestyle that you're like like it just you, there's so much shame and it's so embarrassing mm. and and that's ultimately why i never tried i think why i had never tried drugs or alcohol because i was like the way i am with food like i just can't afford to to i'll be an alcoholic you know right. like it's, i was yeah coping right. with food mm-hmm. And then it wasn't, and then when I moved to LA, I got, I was busy and I was better and my mind was on something else. And then of course, everything creeps back in. I started going to OA, Overeaters Anonymous, and that, those meetings didn't quite work for me because I found them. They would like trigger me to eat more. So Ah. I was like, this isn't working for me. Um, Like hearing about other people's stories, what it just wasn't, what didn't work. And then um, finally, it was when Dave was out of town, I noticed like I was alone. And so I was engaging in those behaviors. Mm, uh. And I was like, this is bad. I just got health insurance for the first time. I was like, I'm calling. I grabbed my health insurance card. I'm like, I know this is bad. My behavior is bad. I called the back of the card. I was like, are there centers for this? Oh, wow. And they were like, here's some places. And I researched them. And I just called that place. And I was like, hey, I I need to come here. And And then that's that was like intensive therapy it gave me the coping tools it made me learn what why i was doing it and yeah and i i'm not it's not like i'm cured and perfect like and everyone like i overeat like a normal person and that's part of what they teach you they're like it's okay to overeat sometimes like that's not binge eating right so that's like that changed my life probably more than any experience i've ever had that's amazing yeah and it was like me and like it was it was like there was like cool teens there too. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> they were so cool. Wait, it was euphoria <laughs> <Yeah>. and Esther. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. That's adorable. <laughs> That's great. Well, I think we're all, we all have, we all struggle with something, whether it's food or a a substance or a personality trait or a hobby or like a habit, a bad habit or something. Yeah. Yeah. Overworking Mm. yourself, putting too much in your plate. Like, yeah, we Mm -hmm. all have, you know. And so, and it it feels like, you know, it is something that, because I I, I remember when I went to Narcotics Anonymous meetings, they were like, this is something you have to deal with for the rest of your life. And I'm like, I don't 
want to think of it that way. But really what it is, is you just, you're always going to have these cravings to go back to the thing. You just have to be there for yourself when you have them and yeah. not continue to numb out, continue to disassociate, continue to like be, be uh, divorce your body and mind. Yeah. Like I identify as an addict because I feel like I have that those behaviors and like I'm like that's okay like that doesn't mean I'm working on you know it doesn't yeah. mean I'm gonna do bad things all the time but like <laughs> I might want to right and that's okay <laughs> Ooh, I might want to get a little naughty on a Tuesday <laughs> and on that note where can we find you Esther what do you want people to see listen to <laughs> people can check out Trash Tuesday our podcast it's primarily on YouTube and everywhere you listen to podcasts you guys Please come to LA and yes, do it sometime. We are. Yes, we're going to be in please, LA please. in a, in in a couple weeks. Month, so I was going to. Yes, that's yeah. happening then. Yay! And um, uh, yeah, Dollface season two. I think people will like it. There's a lot. Uh, my storyline in this this season is a lot to do with anxiety, and I'm really grateful for that because oh, that's, that's a whole awesome. other experience we'll talk about next time. Mm. And this is old, and I'm sure Esther doesn't want to promote this. Uh, <laughs> or, I mean, or is, or is not concentrating on it. But you guys know it's uh, well documented how much I loved Crazy Ex Girlfriend, and I was talking ah! about it for a week. Because she loves it, yeah. I've been using uh, television as grief counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was the first show. I, I've now moved on to Gilmore Girls, but Crazy <laughs> Ex-Girlfriend was very, very helpful. Uh, and Esther has a great role uh, in that series. So if you want to enjoy more Esther, I highly recommend that as well. And I'm just really trying to sell that show to people. I don't know she why. Show. There's no reason. Yeah. To, I have no investment it's in it. It's art that you believe in. I just liked it. Yeah, we all need more art that speaks to us. And I don't yeah. like a lot of TV shows. I think that's the issue. Mm. Um this has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut-shaming podcast. We will talk to you next Friday. Woo! Bye. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet-ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? It's like I finally get to see how my life would be if you were close to me. When I'm with you, the sun is shining. And if it rains, it's fine with me. But when we say goodbye, Feel the pain when a piece of my soul stays in New York when I'm on a plane. I'm going home, but home isn't home a thousand miles away, a thousand miles away.
episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.